0: Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Zen Financial Podcast. Today, myself and Rob McDougall will lead the market outlook for this week. From jobs to how the market is reacting to rate cuts. Let's jump right into the jobs. After the strong job report, The implied probability for a 75 basis point rate hike in September rose to 67.5% per CME FedWatch. The market may be way too optimistic about Fed pivot to rate cuts. Some in the market are pricing in rate cuts in Q1 2023. As a result, growth and tech have both rallied sharply. However, with the Fed's due mandate of low unemployment and low inflation, a pivot to rate cut within the next six months feels unlikely. We still have no confirmation that inflation has actually peaked. And the last reading of 9.1% marked an acceleration over the previous months. Unemployment has dipped back to 3.5%, and that is a pre-pandemic low which represents the lowest level we have seen in the past 20 years. Mathematically, we would need to see 10 to 11 months of zero CPI growth for year-to-year inflation to fall to the Fed desired level of 2 to 2.5%. Given the continued shortfall of aggregate supply relative to aggregate demand, there is unlikely to happen without a continued pressure from the Fed. The Fed has hinted that they may slow the pace of the rate hikes. But small hikes, 25-50 basis points, is not the same thing as cuts. The Fed has always said that they will not provide the kind of clear guidance they had provided in the past. So markets that are misreading paths of travel for rates may be more susceptible to surprises.
1: Thank you, Charles. I appreciate that. That was great information. Hello, everyone. This is Rob McDougall. It's Monday, August 8th, and we're going to be walking through our economic update. So today we're going to go through the economic data that was released last week, dissect that, take a look at how the equity and fixed income markets responded to that data, and then take a look at some of the key economic data that will be coming out this week. In terms of what happened last week, we had some very uh, influential economic data that came out. Um, On Monday, we had the ISM manufacturing index better than expected. That's great. Uh, In terms of concern about recession, that's one of the potential problem areas. The PMI index came out at a 52.8, and the expectation was a 51.8. So, Upside there, that was good. Also on the non-manufacturing, the service side, the PMI index, that was a very solid beat. Came in at 56.7, and the uh, expectation was 53.2. So both of those, very good data points. Terms of employment, uh, initial claims a little higher than expected. uh, Came in at 260. It was 254 last week. The expectation uh, was 263. But the big number for the entire week, which was really um, a huge surprise to most pundits, economists, non-farm payrolls. So the expectation coming in, uh, consensus was addition of 275,000 jobs in the month of July. That came in at 528,000. Now, they did do some revisions. There's always seasonal adjustments. So these numbers move around quite a bit. But the bottom line is that beat is uh, a four-standard deviation event. Very unusual to see the jobs number exceed expect um, the consensus expectations this much. In terms of the jobless claims, here's the trend. If you're watching on the uh, visual uh, podcast, 260,000, as I mentioned, Non-farm payroll. Uh, this is just again outstanding. The July number: five hundred and twenty-eight thousand jobs added. Uh, since we're worried about recession, whether or not we're in one, uh, just took a look back at the last two large ones: the internet bubble at the end of the two thousand, at the beginning of the two thousands, and then near the end, the housing uh, crisis that we went through, and took a look at what the employment numbers were for the first seven months of those two recessions. In the first seven months of the tech bubble, we lost over 1 million jobs. During the first seven months of the housing crisis, we lost 700,000 jobs. On a year-to-date basis, 2022, we've added nearly 1.1 million jobs. Uh, In terms of manufacturing, I mentioned the PMI index a little bit better than expected. Uh, I have a chart for that as well. Certainly the trend isn't great, but the bottom line is on this number, the PMI index, it is scaled to 50. So anything above 50 is, um, is, is expansion. Anything below is contraction. The higher, the better, the lower, the worse. And it came in near 53 for the month of July, uh, a little bit down from June, but better than expectations. And again, the bottom line here is 50 is a demarcation line for recession expansion, and we're still well above that at this point. So how did the market respond to this data last week? It was our third strong week in a row. Things have really turned around significantly, really since mid-June. So the numbers for last week, the NASDAQ led the way. That was up 2%. The Russell 2000, the small cap index, was up nearly 2%. Growth was up more than value last week. Actually, value was down nearly 80 basis points. Growth was up 2%. Uh, Small cap stocks bettered uh, large cap stocks last week. And international stocks, again, lag domestic returns. Um, fixed income last week was negative with the exception of high-yield bonds. Uh, Let's we'll just talk about year-to-date really quickly. Uh, while I mentioned things have turned around pretty nicely since the middle of June, certainly we're still in the negative territory on a year-to-date basis. Uh, the S&P 500 down about 12.2% on a year-to-date basis. And the key numbers, us or some of it, Uh, Regarding our relative performance, as value has greatly uh, outpaced growth, value down 3.7% on a year-to-date basis, growth still down 23.5%, and small cap at this point now uh, with less losses doing better than large cap. So in terms of the upcoming economic calendar for this week, we've got four uh, major uh, releases. CPI is the first on Wednesday. Uh, The inflation, we'll look at some charts on that. The expectation is month over month to be up 0.3%. That comes out to 8.8% annual. We'll look at that in a moment. Initial claims, uh, another weekly jobs number uh, The last week, as I mentioned, was 260,000 new claims. Expectation is 265,000 for last week. We'll see the PPI. We don't focus a lot on that, but it it does have some importance. That is also expected to be up 0.3% month over month. And the last one, which we think is just huge, the University of Michigan Consumer Sentiment Index for August. Uh, last month, it was 51.5, which was the lowest ever uh, since the University of Michigan has been doing this survey uh, since 1952. Uh, the expectation is some improvement uh, for last month. In terms of the CPI, I uh, mentioned it was uh, up last month again, 9.1% total, 41-year high. The expectation, and we'll see the release this week, is that it will be up year-over-year 8.8%. Now, importantly, I mentioned that the markets have rebounded pretty nicely since June. A good portion of that, I believe, is inflation expectations. So I often use this chart to illustrate it. It's the 10-year Treasury minus the 10-year Treasury Inflation Protected Securities yield, and that has been coming down pretty aggressively since April. It peaked at about 3.05%. As of the end of the day, on Thursday, it was 2.43%. So what that means is investors are betting that the average inflation over the next 10 years is going to be 2.43%. I think we would all take that number at this point. We have been saying that a large part of the inflation that we've seen um, has not been demand-driven. Demand certainly has a part of the explanation here but really think oil prices have been the biggest driver. So we focus on this every month, take apart the CPI, take a look at what the components are. And you can see here uh, on this chart for June, that energy alone, 8.7% of the index, was up 42% year over year. So it added nearly 3.5% to the 9.1% of the CPI number. Now that's really important because gas, I'm sure you've noticed this at the pump, has come down dramatically over the last month. So here's a chart in terms of gas prices. We do believe this is going to lead to a decrease in the CPI that's going to be released this week. Uh, In fact, the consensus expectation is we're going to drop from that 9.1% down to 8.8%. So that's it in terms of the economic data, what happened last week, what we expect this week. Uh, We go through this every week. We give you economic data, and uh, we do that for purposes of explaining what the market's done, but it doesn't tell us what the market's going to do in the future. So we always stress that. We do not try to time the market. We just want to be informed. We know that uh, a disciplined, balanced, diversified portfolio approach is the best approach in the long term. Thank you, and we'll see you next week.